Praise Lord everyone you are listening to Biblical Doctrines Demystified a special series by Reverend Dr Y Rajdas on Sajeeva Vahini This audio series is available on YouTube Spotify Apple and Google Podcast listen share and subscribe Dear friends this is a great joy for me to meet you through this media today and i want to talk to you about the dynamics of abiding in christ and also prayer the dynamics of abiding in christ and prayer john's gospel 5th chapter 7th verse says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you dear friends god the father son and holy spirit live in eternity and before humans were created nobody would have asked them to create humans it was their own will and if they had not created humans nobody would have questioned them but still god so loved the world that he created man knowing very well that man will sin against him at the same time god sent his own son jesus christ to die for us on calvary and god wanted to enter into fellowship with humans so god planted jesus christ as a true vine on this world and in john's gospel 15 chapter we read about the true vine jesus said i am the true vine my father is the vine dresser and you are the branches if a person abides in me he shall bring forth fruit if a person is bringing forth fruit god will prune the branch so that it may bring forth more fruit when a branch is not able to bring forth fruit he'll cut it off it will be thrown away and it is burnt so this is what god wants us to understand about abiding in christ if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you i want to deal with this topic under four subheadings abiding in christ jesus calls us to abide in christ abiding in christ the methodology abiding in christ that enhances effective prayer life For failing to abide in christ leads to hellfire point number 1 abiding in christ Jesus calls us to abide in Christ. John's Gospel 15 chapter 1 verse says, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. And 5 verse says, I am the vine, you are the branches. As my father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Dear friends, a gardener who is planting a plant, he loves the plant as well as the branches, every part of the plant. So God loved Jesus Christ, he loves us also. So love is the basis for this abiding. Love is the foundation for this abiding. God's love for Jesus was very clearly revealed in this synoptic gospels in Matthew, Mark and Luke. It is very clearly uh, depicted. John baptized Jesus and when Jesus came out of the river Jordan, the heaven was open and the Holy Spirit came upon him, descending upon him like a dove. and he suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased on the mount of transfiguration peter james and john were there with jesus christ there appeared elijah as well as moses and they spoke to jesus about his own passion peter wanted to be there he wanted to build tents so for jesus and the other two saints but at the same time there came a shadow there came a cloud and shadowed over them and when they entered in the cloud they were full of fear and they heard a voice from heaven this is my beloved son hear ye him in all the gospels matthew mark and luke all the three gospels synoptic gospels read about god telling about jesus this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased the same love that god has for jesus is applied to us when we are if we are branches in the tree if we are branches in the vine 
So dear friends, God wants us to love him with all our heart. So the dictum is, as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. How to abide in his love? When we follow his commandments, when we obey his commandments, we will be able to abide in his love. 15 chapter John 15 told says, This is my commandment that to love one another as I have loved you. So God loves Jesus. God loves us when we are connected with him. We are to love one another. Love is the basis for this abiding. The question is, are we branches in the wine, the true wine? Simply by going to a church or taking a baptism or calling ourselves Christians will not make us branches in the, in the, in the presence of God will not make us branches in that true vine. If we are connected with him, we will be friends with him. He will expose his own plans to us in the right perspective. So the basis for abiding in him is love. How to express our love? Obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So we have to love him and then keep his commandments and express that love through our obedience so that we will be able to be in his presence. Dear friends, this is very important. The question is, are we branches in the vine? If we are branches, definitely God is able to bless us. We individuals as well as families are loved by Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but should have everlasting life. You know, when we begin our spiritual life, love must be the basis. Rather, we have to understand God's love and try to reciprocate that love. There was a barn that was suddenly uh, set on fire. It just caught fire and everything burnt down. And after the, it was all uh, burnt, some people came to see what was happening there. They found a hen sitting there, a very big hen sitting there, all charred. It was all dead. It was all in, in char like charcoal. And one fellow said, this, char this hen has no sense. When the, when the fire was coming, it could have just run away. So he kicked dead hen, he toppled over, and from under, underneath, a few uh, small one, chicken ran, small ones ran away from that place, young ones. I tell you, when the fire was coming, this hen gathered all her brood, died there. Whenever we think about Jesus, whenever we think about God, we can never ever forget the love that he showed for us on Calvary. Love has been given to us. We are supposed to love one another. So dear friends, this is call that Jesus gives to us. Since I love you, you just love me, you obey me and abide in me. This is call for abiding. The second point that I want to place before you is abiding in Christ, the methodology. How to abide? What are the conditions to abide in him? John's Gospel 15, chapter 10 to us. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept to my father's commandments and abide in his love. Keep in Greek is terio. The meaning is to attend, to be careful, to take care of, to guard, to observe. Now, obey Jesus' commandments. And Jesus said, my commandments are not very hard. If you allow me, you can keep my commandments. Observe the commandments. Abiding brings joy to the heart of God. Real joy is there. John's Gospel 15, chapter 11 verse says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and your joy may be full. You know, usually what happens is people look for joy and enhancement of joy in the things of this world. Looking at a movie, looking at all the dirt of this world, they feel, ah, they are very happy about it. Those joys are transitory, transient, that passes away. The real joy comes only when we obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Obedience always brings joy, joy of the Trinity. 
Disobedience always brings problems and sadness. We must understand that. Very simple truth. If we have to have joy of the Holy Spirit, we have to have the joy of the Trinity, we must obey what Jesus wants us to do. And the people of God, disciples, the apostles, they knew about this, this deeper secret. 1 John, first chapter, first four verses, when you read, there we read about John speaking about the, the fellowship that he has with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life that we speak unto you. And we declare these things unto you that you may have joy and that the joy may be full. Our fellowship is with God, the Father, and Son, Jesus Christ. And these things I give unto you, tell unto you that your joy may be full. Now, are we longing for the fullness of joy or are we longing for temporary joy that goes away, leaving in our heart a deeper bitterness and deeper, deeper problem? What type of joy are we longing about? What is our condition? Abide in Christ or are we abiding in the world? When you look at Abraham, God asked him to offer his son Isaac on the altar. And as he was going to Mount Moriah, he had two young men with him. They had the donkey and Abraham's heart was deeply moved. He had to offer his son Isaac on the altar. And when they were about to go up, he told the young man, abide here with the asses. My son and I will go up and worship and come down. And many people are satisfied to abide with the asses, with the donkeys, with the things of this world. These two young men never said, sir, please take us so that we would be able to worship God with you. They never said. They had no idea of what was happening there. Now the question is, are you longing to abide in Christ or are you longing to abide, in the, abide with the donkey? Abiding with the donkey means abiding with the things of this world. Abiding with the things of this world. Many people are not able to understand the difference between holiness and unholiness. Difference between light and darkness. They, they compromise on many areas, many areas. You know, recently I was listening to a young man who was preaching about God, about, about Jesus Christ. He said, God will never punish you. God will never punish you. He is a person who leads people into dancing. Uh, all dirty body movements and thinking that it is worship for the Lord. No, no, this is abiding with the donkey. We must understand that to abide with Jesus Christ is to obey him and to love him. Unless we have love, we will never abide with Christ. Unless we have love, we'll never obey him and abide with him. So the question that I want to place before you is, where are you? Are you abiding with the things of this world? Or are you abiding with Christ? What is your longing? There is going to a day coming. God is going to check your own life. If you are abiding in Christ, you'll have to bring forth fruit. If there are no fruits, you'll have to be thrown away one day into hellfire. We must be conscious of what we are doing. Are you abiding with Christ or abiding with the donkey? Dear friends, to abide with Christ, as I said, we must be able to obey. We must be able to obey. Are you addicted to unnecessary things of this world? Pornography. I have come across many young people, many family people. Addicted to pornography. If you are addicted to pornography, you are abiding with the donkey. If you are addicted to drinking and smoking, you are abiding with the donkey. Jesus cannot be with you. You know, some people do things that in secret, they feel nobody is watching them. God knows all about you. Everything that happens in your life, Jesus knows about you. So dear friends, the question is, are you abiding with Christ or are you abiding with the things of this world? You have to decide today. If you are not abiding with Christ, make a choice. 
make a commitment come to Christ yield yourself to God and abide in him when you abide in him the third point that I want to place before you is abiding in Christ enhances effective prayer life many people pray answers do not come they blame God they blame the circumstances they blame other family members or others and say because of those people I am suffering they do not understand why they are not able to have their prayers answered if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you some people feel you can ask anything from god god will give you no that's not right that's not the right way if you abide in christ you will ask god what is needed according to the holy spirit you'll you'll, you'll ask god now 1 john 2:27 says but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need anybody to teach you as the anointing teaches you all things abide in him so to abide in christ you need to listen to the voice of the holy spirit if the anointing is in you if the anointing is not there you will not hear the voice of god you will hear the voice of other people you will hear the voice of your own conscience you you will hear the voice of evil spirits and you will walk thereby what is needed is you let to hear, listen to the voice of the anointing the anointing that you receive of the lord abides in you if it is abiding in you you will be able to listen to the voice of god he teaches you everything i tell you friends many people stumble over many problems that happens in their life if you are having the anointing with the holy spirit he will guide you into everything all that you need to know in your personal life for a spiritual advancement and your family life the dynamics of family life if you're on in your own career the holy spirit can teach you everything but what you need to understand is you listen to the holy spirit abide in him why your prayers are not answered why your prayers are not answered your spiritual life is depthless you're living a shallow life come closer to god and look at your own conscience understand where you are if you're not able to anchor yourself in the presence of god do it now so that you will know where you are you will know where you are in the presence of god and when you pray god will definitely answer your prayers now when you are abiding in christ you will not pray anything that is not of god's will the spirit of god will be able to guide you and you will be able to ask god what you need what is needed for you now god's love is agape love giving love not giving what we desire but giving what is needed for us god knows us god knows what is needed for us many people many people long for money long for money i heard a man of god preach about uh, he was praying to god oh god fill the uh, um, fill the purse of all these people who hear god's word why jesus says seek the kingdom of god and his righteousness first all other things shall be added unto you without asking without asking it shall be added unto you without asking it shall be added unto you when you are looking for the things of this world st paul says if we have faith on christ for this world alone we are of all men most miserable i tell you my dear friends i come across people who have been sincerely following the lord and god has really blessed them when i was in kolar gold fields i was pastoring a church there i used to persuade the young people to go and bring other people to hear god's word I used to say go and bring people from byways and highways don't go and steal souls from other churches go and talk to people who do not go to any church bring them to uh, the church so that they can hear God's word so one young man was brought and he was a non-christian and his father was a, uh, a tailor he has a small room sewing machine was there and he used to sleep there his two sons will be sleeping in a veranda of a school they have no house 
But this young man came and heard God's word. The Lord began to work in his life. After one or two weeks, when I was going to preach in, a, in the Wednesday prayer meeting, before the prayer meeting, some of the brothers were praying. And this young man was praying with much freedom. It appeared as if he had known the Lord Jesus for a long time. He was sincerely seeking the Lord, praying with all his heart. He got a job in Bharati Arthamurus Limited. It was a temporary one, but for him, the Lord made it permanent. He was able to get sufficient money and he hired a house, brought his father and his brother there. They began to live there. And I shifted from KGF and came to Chennai. One day he came to Chennai and said, Anna, I have built a house. Come and pray for, pray for, dedicate the house for me. I tell you, friends, when you seek God with all your heart, abide in him, you will pray for things that are needed. And the Lord is able to give what is needed. Now, how is your prayer life? Why your prayers are not answered? One point is, when there are hidden sins, prayers will not be answered. Another point is, when you ask things that are not needed for you, God will not answer prayers. How many people try to get this and that, they get into debt. I tell you, keep your life clean before the Lord. God knows what you need. I can tell you, friends, I am um, I'm 70 above. I have not even a single rupee as a debt. What is needed, God gives me. That is enough for me. So I tell you, don't get into debt. Don't borrow money. Don't borrow things from others. You'll get into problem. So what is needed is, you abide in Christ, you'll ask what is needed for you. So this abiding in Christ is enhancement for your prayer life. If you're abiding with the donkeys, God will not bless you. You'll, not that God is unwilling to bless you, but you bring curse upon yourself because you're opening your heart, your life for the, for the demons to come and occupy. Fourth point that I want to place before you is, failing to abide in Christ leads to hellfire. You know, many people talk only positive side of the gospel. They are not able to tell the right perspective of both, both sides of the gospel. Gospel is not, not optional. It is mandatory. If you follow the gospel, follow the word of God, you will be blessed. If not, you will have to receive the punishment that not God is willing to punish. You know, I told about a young man who was telling, God will never punish you. God will never punish you. This is half the gospel, part of the word of God, not the full, full sound doctrine. Don't be deceived by such preaching. The word of God says, I am the true vine, you are the branches. Any branch in me that brings forth fruit, God prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And any branch that is not able to bring forth fruit, he cuts it away and throws it, it is dried up and it is put under fire. It is very clear. The word of God says, John's Gospel, 15 chapter, 1, 2 and 6 I read, I am the true vine and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into fire and they are burned. Now dear friends, hell was not prepared for man. Hell was prepared for Satan and his angels. That is what the word of God says. Some people glibly say ah, there is no hell. Don't believe such, such theory. The word of God very clearly tells that there is a hell prepared for Satan and his angels. And people are prepared, or rather God died for humanity to take all men into heaven. But when people try to follow Satan, they automatically go into hellfire. And I want to tell you, who are the people who will be landing in hellfire? Those who fail to do God's will in life and ministry. Many deceive themselves by 
seen some miracles that are done by some people. Miracles can be done by evil spirits. Or some people may have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They may perform miracles, but their lives are not right before God. They may perform for some time. Many people are deceived. They look at some supernatural miracle and feel, ah, oh, this is all that matters. Don't deceive yourself. What is needed is you have to understand and seek and do God's will. God's will. Matthew's Gospel, 7th chapter, 21 to 23. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, who, you who practice lawlessness. It pains my heart to see many preachers are doing this. Simply because some miracles are there, they feel everything is all right. No, you're going to have, going to face hellfire one day. Are you doing God's will in your own ministry? So people who are not able to do God's will, they go into this, this, this damnation. The second point is those who fail to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Those who fail to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Now, the case of the wise virgins and foolish virgins. Symbolically, Jesus spoke about the uh, five, uh, ten virgins. Five were foolish, five were uh, wise. And five foolish virgins, they did not prepare, they did not prepare their lives and they did not have the anointing in them. They want to buy the anointing. There are people who sell anointing these days. My dear friends, I tell you, when we are able to walk in the presence of God, when we are able to have the anointing with the Holy Spirit, we will be able to enter into the presence of God when Jesus comes back. So, those who fail to be filled by the Holy Spirit are filled by the things of this world. There, there cannot be anything else. So, it is better you watch where you are. Matthew's Gospel, 25th chapter, 10 to 13 says, And while they went to buy, the people went to buy anointing, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came. They were virgins, not, not harlots, okay? They were virgins. They came saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, Surely I say unto you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you neither know the hour or the time when Jesus would come back. Son of man is going to come back. So dear friends, what is needed is, are you filled by the presence of God? Are you filled by the Holy Spirit? When you look at the scriptures, St. Paul says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled by the Holy Spirit. Be filled by the Holy Spirit, is the, it is an imperative tense. That is, it is a command to do something with continuous and repeated action. Be filled by the Holy Spirit today. Be filled by the Holy Spirit tomorrow. That does not come easily. Going to a worship place where a lot of rock music is there, jumping and dancing around, will not bring anointing to you. You will be led away from the Holy Spirit. You will be destroying your own spirit. Many people are fascinated by these things. They do not know where they are going. It is not doing God's will. He is not getting anointing from the Holy Spirit. Door will be shut one day. The third point is those who fail to help needy believers. Matthew's Gospel, 25th chapter, 41st verse to 45th verse. Then he will also say to those who are on the left, you know, Jesus speaks about separating people like sheep and goat. And then he says, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was 
a stranger and you did not take me in, naked and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty and also in need? And Jesus would say, if you have done this to the least of these people, you don't return to me. I tell you friends, how many people are there who are suffering? How many believers are suffering because of want of many things? In your own church, maybe your neighbors, do you have a compassion to help them? Do you have a heart to just share something with them? If you're not able to help people who are in need, God will ask you one day. We cannot go and help all the beggars in the whole world. But God can guide you to go to a particular person or a particular family who is in real need. If you have a heart of compassion, you'll definitely open your heart and share what is possible for you to share. And people, you know, who are, not, who are so stingy, who are not willing to give to other people, one day they may feel this, everything is alright. I am yearning, I am living, I am enjoying. No, God looks at your own heart. If you have a heart to help other people, definitely God will note it down. If you help a poor man, it is like giving a loan to God. He will give it back to you. But don't help poor people to receive more from the Lord. That's not what I'm talking about. Let there be a heart to give. When you give to other people, God is happy. So when you are giving to other people, poor people, you are actually giving to the Lord Jesus Christ. The fourth category of people who will land in hellfire are these people. Those who are not saved and others who fail to get restored from their backslidden state. You know, some people feel once you are saved, you are saved forever. No, that's wrong doctrine. Bible says you have to endure till the end. You have to be careful till then. Maybe you are saved one day, but how, how are you today? Are you right before God? Or are you backsliding and living in sin? Revelation 22, 14 to 15 says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, sexually immoral, and murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. How many people who are supposedly in the ministry are speaking lies and practicing lies? Getting money and then eating half of it, giving the other thing for the organization. No, that is not what God wants. God's judgment is going to come upon you. It's better you wake up. It's better you wake up. What sort of fruit are you giving? A time will come, Jesus will come and ask you, what have you done? I tell you friends, today may be the right time for you to come closer to God and repent for what you have done or what you have not done. You have to come closer to God. When you abide in Him, God is able to give you His grace. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for the word that you gave to us, O God. I pray for all these dear friends who heard your word today. Let them understand that it is imperative for them to obey your word, love you, and abide in you, so that they would be able to ask anything according to your own will, and you will be able to help them, O God. I pray that you may lay your hands upon everyone, every person, father, mother, children, everyone, every young person. And Lord God, I pray that you may build their own lives, O God. Let them know that there is going to be a time when you would judge everyone according to what we have done in our lives, O Father. Let none of the people who hear your word today land in hellfire. And it is, it will be a great joy for me and for you, O God, to know that all of us would be able to come into your presence and you'd be in a position to tell us, well done, enter into the joy of the Lord. So Lord God, I pray that you may help all these dear people to open their understanding and receive your joy, receive your word 
and abide in you, not abide with the donkey. Guide us by your own spirit, O Lord. I give you all the glory. Help me to have the joy in serving you till the end of my life. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Amen. Dear friends, the Lord bless you and guide you in all the truth that you will be productive in this generation.